You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael. You know what? I've, I've decided to throw a, a podcast into your ballywick. Awesome. And, um, and I'll tell you why. Because I was thinking the other day as I was sitting around the house, one, I've never drank scotch or whiskey. It's just okay. not my thing. Okay. And many, many years ago, I had a cousin... Uh, who owns an island near North Bay. Okay. Okay. Sounds really prestigious, but it really was a rustic island. Okay. And uh, we'd go up there uh, probably five or six summers in a row. And what we ended up doing was a wine tasting for all his friends. Okay. So we'd get together on the Saturday night, and we would, you know, have this wine tasting, and I would present Ontario or Chile or, or a variety of wines from around the world. And then my cousin Rhonda would make this great dinner, and it turned out to be a huge party up there. And probably about the third time up, um, Jim says to me, do you drink scotch? Because he's a huge scotch fan. Now, I just want to let you know that he used to call his island the rock. Okay, that's cool. Hopefully you'll see where this is going. So, Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But different. So what he ended up doing was... He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find your scotch. Okay, that's, that's cool, that's cool. So we sat down. After the Saturday night wine tasting, we did Scotch on the Rock, okay. where he would pull out five or six different scotches, and we would taste scotch and talk about it, and he would try to find my scotch. I really love that. I love that idea. And never found it. I think I had one that I was like, yeah, I don't like anything too peaty. I realized that. But then I thought to myself, wait a second. Andre's a big whiskey fan. More yes. your Kentucky bourbon type. I'm a bourbon thing. fan, yeah. Okay. So why, maybe maybe Scotch isn't my thing. Yeah. Maybe bourbon's my thing. Which is fair, but I mean, like full disclosure, I think you and I, I'm sure you've probably learned this over the years, being a wine aficionado. There's some things that are just not cut out for some people. There's there's some people who just don't like certain things. There's some people who will never find the perfect New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. There's some people who will never find that perfect Chardonnay. But um, I, I like dry wines, but for some reason I like my whiskeys to taste a little sweeter, and okay. I like bourbon. So maybe maybe I'll like that. So what I asked you to do tonight, yep. unbeknownst to you, I just said, pick your favorite three whiskeys that you have in the house. And you have res- a lot in the house right and, now. And your response was, only three? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get totally wasted. Yeah. I want you to pick up the three favorites that you have, splash a little in my glass, yeah. let's talk about it, see if I can develop a taste for bourbon. And I'm actually really excited to do this with you because part of uh, my honeymoon, my lovely wife and I, we ended up going to... Louisville, because the food scene in Louisville is outstanding. I need to give a, a shout out to Chef Edward Lee of Six Ten Magnolia and uh, Anya. What are the other two restaurants? Milkwood, Milkwood. and Whiskey Dry. Yelling, yelling across the room, well, not yelling, just kind of talking. But uh, but I learned a lot about how whiskey was made. So this is going to be kind of a, a whiskey one on one podcast. But um, so the recipe of grains that go into whiskey is called the mash bill. So when I say mash bill, I'm talking about the, the mixture of, of what goes in it, which think of it like making a Bordeaux style blend that some of them are, you know, 50% Cab Sauve, 25% Merlot. So um, to be bourbon, it has to be 51% corn. 
okay. in the mash bill. But what I've learned is you can have other grains in there. You can have rye. You can have wheat. Uh, you can have malt, which is a grain on its own. And the whiskeys that I love are really heavy in corn, which makes a sweet-tasting whiskey. And the first whiskey we're tasting is the Weller Antique 107, which you were gracious enough to score me a bottle of because by the time you're listening to this, this is long sold out at the LCBO. This is a $35 bottle of, of whiskey that is just outstanding. It's called it's Weller. The Weller Antique 107. Wheated bourbon. So what's the, the deal with this is made with wheat instead of rye because a lot of bourbons are made with a bit of rye. And you know how, and if you're listening to this and you're a wine lover, how a bit of Cabernet Franc or Cabernet Sauvignon can really adjust the flavor profile of Merlot when you're talking Bordeaux. Rye is sort of like the Cabernet Franc of grains. To so, this. so can I tell anything? Uh, since you went to Kentucky, mm-hmm. can I tell anything from the color? Is there no. anything? No. So nothing. They're all the same color type thing. No. And I mean, some of these bourbons will list um, how long they've been aged in barrel. It's actually one of the reasons that I've kind of gravitated to bourbon as opposed to Scotch. Is Scotch the sky's the limit for price? But this Weller that's in your glass right now is an excellent sipping bourbon, and it is. 35 bucks a bottle. So I'm getting a little, a, a little caramel note. Is yep. It, is it caramel, like vanilla. You might get a bit of that, like, uh, California cream corn that you get from, like, a really good Chardonnay. Like, you get kind of that, that, that corn exposed to it. So the I, thing that's dangerous about this is it's likely barrel-proof. It doesn't say barrel-proof on it, but they likely just took it from the barrel and put it in the bottle, so where often they'll cut it with water. 53.5%. So mm-hmm. we're looking at a pretty high... All right, so now is there any special way I'm supposed to taste this? I nope. remember remember my cousin was always like, this is how you have to taste it. Oh, yes. We learned something at the Evan Williams experience where it takes two sips to get the full flavor. The first sip, you will get what they refer to as the Kentucky hug. Okay. And the, no. Oh, the Kentucky kiss. Okay, hey, Anya, speak up. Obviously, Anya knows what she's talking about. Andre, yeah, so Andre. the the first taste is called the Kentucky Kiss, and that's where you get the alcohol, and it like coat, totally coats your mouth, and you get that heat. And then the second Take one sip, Michael. is okay. called the Kentucky Hug, where you get all the flavor, and that's when Ow! you notice it. <laughs> you look like you've just eaten a Scooby snack. <laughs> I, I do remember you telling me that I had uh, in, in one of our podcast that I had the uh, the whiskey taste of a 17 year old girl yeah so well here's the fun thing is uh, I can't remember the name of the product but it was that uh, butter intense butterscotch so I tend to gravitate so Dr. McGillicuddy Dr. McGillicuddy so the Sazerac company is the parent company of Buffalo Trace this Weller is made by the Buffalo Trace distillery so you have a lot of whiskeys that are made by the same parent company so if you like the Weller if you like Buffalo Trace, if you like Eagle Rare, there's a chance that you're going to gravitate towards these whiskeys because they're really heavy in corn and, and wheat. Okay. So I had my I had my Kentucky Kiss, mm-hmm. and now this one's called the... The Kentucky Hug. The Kick, kick in the Balls or something like that? The, the Kentucky Hug. Okay. Okay. That one comes off a, a, a little sweeter than the original. Um, don't know if I'm a bourbon fan quite yet, but that's... That's a little bit. It's not a. There's no peat. There's no yep. weird shit going on in there. Well, it and just the other, seems the other, to be a lot other, of booze. Listen, as this this is something that as someone who's involved in the wine industry, I find completely fascinating is, um, like the amount of 
the amount of care that's taken to maintain the barrels in a wine cellar. Like, you have to make sure that you have reserve wine to top the barrels up. You're trying to kind of minimize excessive contact to oxygen when you're making wine, and it's very labor-intensive to check the barrels, test the barrels, deal with it. To make bourbon, the barrel has to be brand new, never-used American oak barrel. And if you're making a, a whiskey that ages 21 years, which is very rare, but still a hell of a lot cheaper than 21-year-old Scotch whiskey... You fill the barrel with the distillate and you let it sit. And then 21 years, you crack that barrel and you you bottle it. You, you either cut it with water or you bottle it. But you've never had to, to top that barrel up. So you're dealing with a barrel that's lost three quarters of its volume, which is kind of a cool thing. It's weird. So the second one I'm pouring for you is Eagle Rare. This is fairly standard at the LCBO. It goes about 60 bucks a bottle. It is our standard sipping bourbon. This is an outstanding bourbon. It's uh, aged, I think, 10 to 12 years. Okay. They make an Eagle Rare that is 18 years, which I've never seen. But if you are listening to this and you work for the Sazerac company, you may send me a bottle to Four Bell Size Drive, Toronto. Uh, Andre at andrewinerview.ca. You can email me. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about your fine products. So this Eagle Rare. Uh, now, mm-hmm. are we going in order of your favorites? Or No, I've kind it? of just pulled all, all okay. three of these. Th- these three are bottles that, depending on how much I have left in each bottle, I'm going to crack and enjoy. Okay. These are bottles that I would tear open and cook a, a, a brisket with, spend an entire day barbecuing. So I, uh, I get a, definitely a vanilla note to this one. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about mm. that. There's like a, a vanilla caramel. <laughs> I'm I... giggling at myself because, so like the, the Weller that we just had is like 53-odd percent alcohol. And this one sits at 45%, which is still higher proof than kind of your standard, you know, entry-level bar rail. It's higher proof than, than Jack Daniels. But, oh, man, this is smooth tasting it after the Weller. So, yeah, so I get that that, that sweet uh, sweet vanilla, a vanilla caramel note, maybe. Yep. This it's... should have a bit of a spice, like an all-spicy cinnamon to it, because this is, um, this definitely has a bit of rye in it. Oh, I could be okay. wrong. So, that, I'm not liking the Kentucky Kiss. Okay. So, really, not a, <laughs> not a big fan of that part of the whole experience. But... Well, I'm still getting it. Thanks a lot. So I've been told I, I shouldn't be getting it, but I guess I am. So well, there was definitely some spice on that that thing more than a, yep. more than an alcohol. But you have to admit, the finish is a little bit smoother than the Weller was after that. Well, this this one actually feels thick in yep. my mouth. So there's um, kind of an ice wine thickness. Yes. To it. Yeah, definitely for real. Yeah. That, uh, that That's I'm, a great that way I'm to describe it. Uh, so um, the acidity isn't there. No, uh, but there's definitely that uh, that ice wine thickness, um, and uh, and that hug. Again, that's not my hug. No, all right, I want a better hug. You actually picked the perfect day for us to talk about this because I'm wearing my Willet shirt. Oh, okay. It's my it's a Dicky shirt I bought on this trip because I really love it. It. Al- it always looks like you're about to go clean toilets in somebody's. Uh... Well. I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for a great wine label, and I'm a sucker for great winery swag. I've got a nice collection of T-shirts. Like, I absolutely love the T-shirts at Ridge uh, Estates Winery in uh, in California. Well, if I could if I could explain to people what this shirt looks like, it's a Dickies shirt. It's a work shirt. I look like a mechanic. It, you're a mechanic at, at the uh, at the local um, you know master mechanic. You're going bowling, or you're going to clean my toilet. I'm not sure which one. I'll do all three. But one of, one of those three, you're heading out to do. So the reason we're talking about Willet is the third bourbon I poured you is a Rowan's Creek. Uh, 
it's made by Willet, even though on the bottle it says Rowan's Creek, Creek Distillery. It's kind of interesting because uh, a lot of these companies have been bought and rebought and and and, and worn around, which is why um, like there's a good chance if you if you like Buffalo Trace, you like Eagle Rare, you like Weller's, you like Pappy Van Winkle, which is insane whiskey, but unfortunately I don't have any. I'm not even going to put the shameless plug in for that because I know I won't get it. Um, <laughs> this yeah. is this is this probably is a- not going to get the 18 year old either, but all the best to you. You never know. Anyways, um, this is from the Willet Distillery. This is a corn-heavy mash bill, uh, as with all of them. But when we visited Willet, their flagship Willet Copper Still uh, Bourbon favors rye. And my wife, Anya, loves the rye whiskey. And it was very smooth. If, you, if you're not a fan of rye, Willet's a good place to kind of get into rye bourbon. But this leans heavy towards other grains. Okay, and, and, the, and the alcohol content on this one, just so that 50 I... 50 and a half percent. Okay, so we've gone kind of 53, 45, back into the 50s. So as far as, as aromas are concerned, I really like the Eagle Rare. I thought that yep. was... It, it had a really nice smell. It made me want to drink it. Sadly, when I got into the drinking of it, it I didn't like the, the kiss or, or the hug. Yep. This one smells... Like nothing, I want to dive right into. I have to okay. be honest with you. I'm smelling it, and I really want to, you know, go Andre boy. You've really found my my bourbon. Well, and and, and I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like we're 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 t- tasting all these neat, so we're just taking a, a bit of a splash. Like we're not we're not taking single shots here or anything. We're kind of just getting enough to get a bit of a tasting. But when I drink these at home, I like an ice cube on them, and and, and not just to to dilute dilute the alcohol because all three of these are very delicious on their own. But I find that. The, the sweetness kind of um, relaxes a little bit. Like it, it, you'll sometimes get like a cherry note that makes its appearance when you put it on an ice cube. And I know we're we're not doing that that right now because right now we're getting just a lot of spice and sweet and vanilla and, and caramel. But like it's just like this when you put when you put an ice cube on these. And I, I I don't know if you're a whiskey purist, you're listening to this, or some people who might be like pulling the hair out. But I find it's like it's like slapping on the sweatpants. It just it helps relax the whiskey. It makes it a little bit easier. Unless you sip on it a little bit longer, I mean, there's a lot of alcohol in these. Okay, so the, and the, and these are not whiskeys that I would want to put in a cocktail. Okay, so I'm smelling this, and you mentioned cherry, and of course that's always subjective. So mm-hmm. now I start going, maybe I do smell a little bit of cherry, and maybe that's why yep. you said it because there is well, there's a sour cherry in the Rollins Creek. We're getting we're getting a fruit note that wasn't as present in the Eagle Rare or the okay, Weller. So maybe that's they, maybe that's what I'm getting. Because the other ones just smelled spicy or vanilla-y. Yeah. This one's got something that I don't associate with the other two. So I guess uh, I'm going to go for the kiss mm-hmm. now. Here we go. Oh, boy. <coughs> what did you get yourself into, Mr. Pickus? Oh, I'm oh. getting like a nutty note on this. Wow, this one's got to be filmed. <laughs> okay, so I don't know why you call that the kiss. That's just mean. That's... That's like, um, that's like your girlfriend saying, lean in for a kiss, and she bites your tongue. So that's not, not so good. And then here we go. See, the hug, the hug is no matter. <laughs> so, okay, so what we've learned here so is... All, you're, you're... All, all here I'm getting is just booze. Like, that one's just all booze. That's it. That's all. And my mouth was like watering to the point where I'm like, holy, that I, yeah. You know, I'm I, at a loss for words. 
I've got an idea for um, a podcast down the road because um, there's certain things. I don't like coffee. I don't think I'm ever going to like coffee. No, I'm 34 I'm coffee years drink. old. No. I'm 34 years old and I, I prefer tea. But, you know, I don't mind a latte. I don't mind like... And, and I'm not talking about like the Starbucks full of sugar shit. Like, you give me a cafe au lait, like something with a bit of milk in it. Like, uh, I, I don't mind that. Something to do that. So, maybe we do need to do something with cocktails down the road. And not necessarily with the, the whiskeys, but we maybe need to find like the perfect the perfect cocktail. And we're not talking about like the girly cocktails, but... This might be something worth revisiting down the road. What do you think? Okay. All right. I'm game. Uh, you know what? If you had started with the Rowan uh, and then moved to the Eagle Rare, the Weller, I probably would have gotten into it. Ending with the Rowan, hashtag not my whiskey. That was just, that was <laughs> well, not are any it. Of these, are any of these your whiskey? The Eagle, I like the Eagle Rare's smell. Um, at the moment, that's, that's the best I can come up with. Maybe we revisit uh, bourbons in another few months. Not a problem. Come up with, uh, come up with another three. And we'll do kind of well, the scotch and, on the rocks, and we can do a bit. Of, we can do a bit of a tease because I know we haven't uh, compiled. We were in Saguenay, the Festival de Vin yes. de Saguenay, and I was very excited us, for us to interview the brand ambassador from Sazerac, which is the company that makes Eagle Rare and Weller. Mm-hmm. They do not pay me to say that. I just I was excited to talk to them because they make the whiskeys I love. And if you want to hear us talk about how Michael has the same taste in whiskey as a seventeen-year-old girl, you'll have to stay tuned for when we talk about the Festival de Vin. Yep, that's uh, that. That intense butterscotch was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andre Pru from AndreWinerview.ca. And uh, uh, now that I've had all that bourbon or whatever, something about uh, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and make sure you tell your friends and lovers and those that you... Who are you? I. What is this stuff you... I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Do you want to say goodnight to people? Oh, God, I'm going to have a headache in the morning. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.